Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Okay, welcome everybody. This and good morning, Chassidus in the morning, learning coaches at Tefillah. Tracking through this. Like I said yesterday, I think in another two weeks, we should be finished the end and then we can go back to the beginning. That'll be an amazing accomplishment. Just before we start, this share is in Lil Nishmas, um, Stephanie Genkin's father, who passed away recently. His name is Nissen Ben Chaim. She's going to be giving a, sh- uh, a class tonight, organizing, organize your finance, a, a human approach to money. She's an amazing speaker and will really help get your finances in order. And with that, we're going to start. Let me see the time, make sure only 15 minutes. 7.47. Okay, so we're, we're starting. So we started in chapter 12, and we're, and we're talking about, about, about the need to really work on ourselves and not just do what's habit. Like I said the story yesterday about Tzermach Tzedek saying, this is a very deep concept, Tzermach Tzedek saying that if you want something, then you shouldn't have it. Meaning, meaning the idea is that why are you having it, why are you trying to, to go after these things? Because you want it, not because you need it, not because it's beneficial for you necessarily. And it could be also beneficial, but the reason why you're having it is just because you want it. And we're trying to inculcate within ourselves good character traits to be really good, honest people. And yeah, and work on themselves. So let's see, habitual behavior, aside from all the above, and, and we're saying, and, and this is, uh, a symptom of this issue, why this issue coming about is with a person not interested in learning chassidus. They might listen to the memoir that I told over and things like this, but putting the effort to really work on themselves and dabble with it, they don't really have that excitement. And, and, and like I said yesterday as well, just uh, it's important to preface that the next few chapters, he's discussing specific issues for specific people because the purpose of this safe was written to chassidim that wanted to dabble and they didn't know how to. So he discussed different things. And our job is to understand the, the, the idea of what he's trying to give over and figure out how that applies to our situation. So aside from all the above, chapter, uh, page 122, aside from all the above in general, such an individual is utterly shallow, possessing no inward feelings for anything. Thus, his good deeds lack the sound foundation only out of force of habit does he behave commendably. So he's saying, we, so really, it seems very clear over here that the, the Reverend Rashab is saying, the way we're meant to be is people that we work on ourselves. We look at an issue that we have in our lives that we're not behaving, we should be, or we're not doing what we should do, and we work on it. And he's saying, if you don't do that, it, it's it's a, you're living a shallow lifestyle. You're just living based off, you know, and it could be you behave well, but it's not because you truly have good, good character. It's just, this is how you're brought up. In this respect, the degree of one's habituation to pos- to pos- Positive conduct makes a difference. If a person has been rigorously trained with praiseworthy habits and they are rooted as a were in his soul because of his constant camaraderie with good friends, and his lack of excessive exposure to the opposites and is therefore drawn and firmly accustomed to commendable conduct, then he's more distant from evil from good. So if by nature you're brought up in a good society with good people around you, that, that what is important to behave in a certain way, and uh, to use, to use uh, an example, maybe it's not such a good example, but uh, something that I've noticed, I remember I used to go down south. Michal's family used to live in the south. 
Now Obama's used to go, and I noticed everyone is very, very polite over there, but I noticed that it wasn't genuine. It's just in this area, this is how you behave. So people behave that way, but it's not, it wasn't a genuine, they didn't genuinely care about you. It was nice, and I'm not saying it wasn't nice, but he's saying just because you're in the surrounding, that's so by nature, you'll behave in a good way and it's more respectable and it's a nice way to behave, but it's not that you genuinely are that person. It's just this is how we behave, which is better than. In a sense, it's better than behaving badly, but he's saying, but it's the same issue. That you're both the good person and the bad person, meaning the bad character traits need to work in themselves. Then he's more, this isn't evil. But if his habituation is not so solid, owing to his friendship with bad companions, and although he was different from them, nonetheless, he was exposed to the evil and, drawn, and was drawn somewhat, then he's closer to evil. And it's possible that both good and evil, I, in no way, issues coexist within him. And that's what we said yesterday. That it could be that that because of the nature of your surroundings, you behave in a certain way. And it could be that, that really in non-important issues, you have you act well in one, in one way and not well in the other way. Because, you know, it could be that, that you know, I won't, do, I won't do something against the law, but then I'll do something else that is against the law. Or, you know, like a simple example, you know, in, in, in Yiddishkeit, there's a lot of things that we do that it's like we have to do. And then some things that we won't, that like we don't even realize, we don't even, and we're not doing. It's very, and it's equally as important, if not more. Just because by nature, we've accustomed ourselves to do certain things, there's some things we haven't been. So it, we're just going off our nature. We're not actually working on ourselves. His substance is as forceful as ever. The problem is the substance, meaning ourselves, are very, are equally as strong. Having undergone no change at all, even after the passage of much time, his coarse evil nature may still not reveal itself. On account of his accustomed good conduct, this may go on for quite some time possibly throughout a person's lifetime. On the other hand, a given circumstance and reason may disclose the naked power of the evil still within him, God forbid. So he's saying that it could be you, you act good most of your life because you never have the opportunity, the opportunity never arises for that evil that you have or that there's no good character traits that you have to express themselves. But if they do come about, that, that opportunity does come, all come out and suddenly you'll be a totally different person and will be wondering what happened to you. And it's not that you change, it's just you never worked on yourself. So like by nature, you could, that could happen. The malady and its effect, the bottom of page 122. So the true cause of this malady is that he was not trained in his youth and childhood in matters of chassidus. Like it says, in the vernacular means in Yiddish. And so when he puts it down in Yiddish, it means he's really um, hitting it home. You know, and so to speak, imagine it's like you're reading this and then suddenly puts it in English. Something that's trying to really hit it home. But Lashon Yiddish, it was a nit gebarin in them. He's not born into it. Meaning, meaning he wasn't born into this lifestyle like the story that I said yesterday of the grandson of the Tzadik. This kid is a little kid and he already by that age of like three, he's already being trained that whatever he wants, he doesn't have. You know, and there's, there's a lot of stories on the Friedrich Rebbe of these types of training. So he's saying... When, when you grew up in this Hasidic lifestyle from the beginning, not just the, the surroundings of Hasidic, but like the, the Aveda aspect of it, that you around people that worked on themselves, so that, that has its effect. And his substance is coarse and dense. So therefore a person's substance, meaning his self, is still coarse and dense if he wasn't born into it. So later on, his motivation in studying Hasidic was not that he was aroused by deep, heartfelt shuvah, and therefore, when he comes to learn chassidus, it's not that we learn, and, and this is, I think, very much 
with uh, Baal Tshuvas. It's not that we learn chesudas, but we, we have this, this desire to do tshuva, but rather that he perceives the goodness of chesudas. He finds chesudas enjoyable. So how much more so is the value of his interest in chesudas diminished if for some other reason led him to study the chesudas in the first place? He's saying the best way to learn chesudas is coming from a place of tshuva, that you want to you change, you want to be closer to God. And, and so let me go learn the chesudas, it's going to help me. But if you learn chesudas just because it's enjoyable, it's nice, but it's not going to have the same effect. And even more so if that's not even the reason, if there's a different reason, it's not even this enjoyable. Just this is what we do. So therefore, it's not going to have its effect. The best effect that this can have is when it's coming out of a place that I want life to be different. I want to change. I want to connect back to God. So therefore, although the person is drawn by chassidus and yearns the chassidic expositions and he views them, so he, therefore, because he has this uh, feeling for chassidus, whether because he enjoys it, so therefore, when he learns, he'll, he'll put in the effort to learn, but nevertheless, in as much as he hasn't experienced the arousal of tshuva, as mentioned, being that he's not learning chassidus because he wants to figure out how to live a better, productive, proper life connected to God. So therefore, in the essence of his nature, he isn't genuinely distressed, brokenhearted. So he's not, he's not broken, and brokenhearted is also new. He's not broken, meaning, meaning life, if, if, if life is good, you know, then, then why am I, why am I doing this? You know, it's it's like one of the one of the fun, fundamentals. There's a, there's a story of a, a guy who became a chassid in times of Alter He lived in Israel and he learned. He lived, you know, I think it was in Yerushalayim. In those days, anyone that lived in Israel was just there learning. He learned all day, and then he became a chassid. He came to Alter He came to Russia, learned by the Alter So chassidim asked him. He said. You're living in Israel and you're learning all day, and now you come to to Russia. You say, "Alter, you learn all day." So what really changed? He calls himself a chassid now, but what's the what's the difference? You're learning there, learning here. So he said, "When I was in Israel and I wasn't a chassid, when I was learning, I thought to myself, I used to think to myself, how great, how is it possible that there's going to be a big enough olam haba for me? I'm so great, I'm doing such a good job." So he, I decided it must be that, you know, Hashem, Hashem could do everything. So he'll manage to figure out a way to give me this beautiful, big Olam Haba. Because once I came to Alter Rebbe and I understand what, what it means to welcome myself and where I'm holding and make a proper Cheshbon, I said to myself, how is it that like God even like pays attention to me and doesn't just like swallow me up and, you know, and like really, I'm like, I'm a nothing. I came to the conclusion, God is all, can do everything, so even me can care and, and want to be in relationship with. And this is, and this is the point, that, that when you learn, he, when, when he's learning chassidus, he knew a lot, but when he's learning chassidus, he came from a place that he wants to be connected and realized that he wasn't connected. And so when we learn chassidus that way, that has its effect. But then we learn it, and he explains it more. It's very beautiful. And although occasionally the chassidic exposition he hears rouses him to tshuva of sorts, and even though he'll, he'll learn some chassidus and he'll get him to want to change a little bit, and causes him heartache. This effect is only transitory and temporal. Immediately, these feelings vanish and disappear, leaving no impression. On the contrary, self-esteem is completely intact, entirely whole without a whole a width of despondency. That's again in Yiddish. The italics is in Yiddish. So even he will get it in a rouse, like, oh, you know, that's a good, interesting idea I've been, I heard, that like I should really do something differently. But it goes away very quickly, and nothing can contrary, you feel good because. Because, you know, it, if we want life to be different, we have to realize that there's problems in our life. And that's why we want it to be different. Because a lot of times, you know, we want, we want, we want to have all the money, but not putting the effort, 
No, we want to be healthy without doing exercise and eating right. And so he's saying, you have to recognize that you're not eating right, not doing exercise. Once you do that, you'll come and learn chassidus to help teach you how to do that and how to convince you and to really work on yourself to live that and to do those things. But consequently, in view of his wholeness and being that a person, the person feels, we feel complete, that I have nothing to work on, I'm good. The chassidic exposition that he hears cannot at all be integrated inwardly in the depths of his mind and heart. It is merely temporal. This is compared to a person who hears or sees something that for him is irrelevant. It neither becomes one with the individual nor unified with him at all. And, and the problem uh, together with this is, so therefore when he learns, and this is I think a big problem people have, when they learn chassidus, they don't think it's talking about them. And a simple example is this, we could be learning this, I don't know what you're talking about, I'm not talking about me, I, don't, I, didn't, I never heard chassidus before from a rabbi, I don't know what you're talking about. The problem is, this thing that chassidus is talking clearly to you, and people don't, and I'll just tell you a quick story, that one year in Yutis Kislev, I took an achlata to learn a chapter, a day of Tanya. And in 53 days, you finish. So I try to get a few guys from Shuai Davin to do it. And so I, I try to convince one, one person to do it. And he was like, ah, I've done. I learned chitas every day. Uh, I don't need him. And I, and I knew him. And I knew that he didn't understand uh, Tanya, that he wasn't, that he didn't need to do this. You know? So I said to him, try listen to Shay's Taub. Shay's Taub's... Uh, uh, map of Tanya, he has a, a there's a short version of Chabad Arog, it's an hour and a half, and it goes through the whole 52 chapters. So try to listen to this. So he said, fine. I said, and tell me how it goes. So he did it. I see him on Shabbos, and I'm like, oh, did you do it? And he's like, yeah. He goes, it wasn't anything special. And I'm like, it wasn't anything special. I knew he didn't understand Chassidus and Tanya the way Shays Tab explains it. So I'm like, what? So he says, yeah, you know, like Tanya is not for us. Like, it's not Shayach. We, we can't be a Benini. And I realized, like, automatically when he's coming into listening to this class or learning Tanya, but he's thinking to himself, it's not, it's irrelevant to me. So therefore, he doesn't get excited. doesn't have its effect. It doesn't work on him. doesn't have tshuva. He doesn't, if he feels, we feel we're, we're good. We don't realize there's things to work on. And we think what we're reading is not going to do with me anyway. So he's not going to go anywhere. And that's what he said. That's what the Rosh is saying. It doesn't, doesn't work. Although he enjoys chassidus and for the moment is excited by it, but only exterior, either external aspects of his soul and from the internal facets of the matter alone, instantly the feeling disappears and, it, as, and is as if it had never been. And so ultimately, the, the, what the takeaway from here is that we have to ask ourselves and we have to realize that learning chassidus is uh, obligatory, so to speak. It's not just that we learn it, and get excited and it feels good, but we say, what's the message? What are we taking home? What are we changing in our lives? Or what's something we need to think about even? You know, not necessarily every day you're gonna change yourself, you know, uh, like uh, they'll be amazing, but it, it's looking at the chassidus as something that I can, that is something I'm meant to work with, that it's trying to teach me how to live my life differently. And that's just trying to tell me nice fluffy ideas that sounds good and it makes me feel good which is good, but it has to be more than that. It has to be something that it's like, I'm living with. What can I do? How, like, what is this meant to make? And it could be just to think about it throughout the day. Yeah, and this could just continue. And that's, and that's what we're saying, that we're meant to learn chassidus in this way. And when we do that, first of all, the chassidus, you'll get up, you'll enjoy loving it, and, 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 and it'll, it'll have its effect, and it'll change, change you. And uh, yeah.